And we're joined on the line now to explain to us and give us clarity on this by Drew Steve uh, Lennon, who is ESCOM's chief group executive. Good morning. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Lennon, for speaking to us. Good morning. Good now, morning. Thank you. Now, Dr. Lennon, what does this mean exactly? Is the air quality in the area around the plant affected? What exactly happened here? Well, the, to an extent, the air quality around the plant will be affected in other particular periods. And what, what we have at Latava is a power station that's been running very hard. And then due to a variety of factors, um, which included lightning damage to uh, conveyor belts and things like that, the, the equipment that removes the dust from the smoke, uh, the, the, the emissions that come out of the stacks of the power stations, uh, has not been performing as well as it should. So you get increased dust levels in what we call the electrostatic precipitators, and we haven't been able to move all of that out. And that means that the emissions that you will see from the power stations, and the dust emissions are very visible. They are effectively what you see as smoke. And this is a very visible power station being in the Farinifin area, will be higher than usual. Normally you actually see very little coming out of the smokestacks. I must emphasize, though, is that the emission license conditions for the power station are not being exceeded because what we do is that whilst we will be emitting higher levels than usual during the day, um, overnight we take load losses so that we can reduce uh, the, the, the risk of exceeding our emission license conditions. Um, so, yes, during the day you will have slightly higher dust levels. Um, they are very, very dispersed, and, and obviously we'd never do this if we thought that this would have a, a, a negative impact on, on anyone's health. But surely this is something that could have been anticipated. I mean, haven't uh, the people that work around the plant picked up that there was something wrong? Well, it's, it's part of the normal operations of a plant, and that generally what we would do under conditions like that when something like this would go wrong, when a conveyor belt packs up or when your hopper levels, which are basically the bins at the bottom, start filling up, then what we do is that we'd shut that unit down. We would do the repair work and um, then bring it back a, a few days later. Um, but I think everyone is very aware of the fact that our power system is exceptionally tight. We need to keep operating our plants as much as possible. Um, and that's why we... Um, are, are ensuring that we can keep these units up. We'll do as much of the work as possible online, and as I say, we'll make sure that we don't exceed our emission um, license conditions. And I see in uh, the Times this morning, uh, it is said that some of the employees have repeatedly warned of this impending critical equipment failure. Are you aware of this? Because, again, you know, it just seems as though these things happen when they could have been prevented. It's not a matter of warning. Uh, I think there's, a, there's, there's possibly a degree of sensationalism around that. We've been, uh, we are aware of the condition of the electrostatic precipitators at the Tarba and many of our power stations. Um, we have a precipitator refurbishment program at the Tarba um, that we have been implementing for the last few years. Uh, and, for example, the Tarba at the moment is a pilot of a new advanced technology called high-frequency transformers, um, that we apply on these precipitators to see if we can get our emissions down even further. So it's not as if there's, there's anything um, uh, uh, untoward about the way in which this is being managed. Uh, we are aware that the precipitators require refurbishment. It's a matter of making sure that we have uh, the uh, space to actually do the maintenance, to do the repairs, 
and to enhance the performance of these precepts. So how long is this going to take to fix the problem? And could this possibly lead to another round of load shedding? The current, uh, the current problem with the, pro- with the upper levels and then the attendant damage that's been done to the precipitators, we anticipate taking another two months to actually uh, get back to where we were before. The program for the full addressing of the electrostatic precipitators at Lutabo is one that, that will take several years. Um, but that's also part of our overall drive to reduce the emissions from our power station. So that is part of normal, it's called a normal maintenance program. Um, is, there a, is this likely to play a, a, a role in, in load shedding? Probably not, um, because as I say, we are able to operate these units optimally during the day, uh, and then in order to comply with the emission limits requirements is that we drop load on those units overnight. Uh, and that is when the demand is generally low. So this is just one of those things that we have to uh, juggle to make sure that we can continue to supply power to the South African economy. And just in terms of financial implications on the company, how much do you think it would cost roughly to fix this problem? I don't know what the costs are, but they they, they would not be exceptional in the context of the greater maintenance costs of the power station like the, the target. These are not abnormal costs. Any idea, any ballpark figure? No, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't got those numbers at all.